0: kind of taking all my other vitamins but I'm not really taking all my other vitamins like it's a hit or miss just because I want to see what it's like just on boron just strictly boron um and so I'm like oh like I'll just stick to my normal diet I'll take my vit all my other vitamins a lot less and I'll just take boron every day because I was feeling like a little demotivated and like kind of depresso espresso you know what I mean like that like melancholy not like super depressed but like Like you're chilling in the rain, you know? And so I took boron, because I got down to just, like, bare minimum vitamins. And I was like, okay, let's just, like, implement the boron and see what happens. First day I took it, I felt like I could punch a car in half. And that's just how I felt for three days now, because that's how long I've been on it. I still feel, like, really incredible. Really good. But it's like a... Cause it helps with your testosterone, like it helps quite a bit, but it's like a, it's a little more aggressive. Not like ashwagandha where it's like super calm and you're like, I feel good, but I'm like super hard all the time. It's like a, (laughs) I feel great and I want to punch the earth kind of feeling. Cause ashwagandha is just like, and like (laughs) boron's like a, I want to fight everything kind of feel.
1: Hmm. I've never, I've never taken boron. No? Nope. Never been motivated to either.
0: Motive dude try boron. It's pretty dank. What would you what would you describe the Fenigreek test boost feeling?
1: Uh, let me see. I don't know. I, I think when I first jumped on it it was just motiv- motivation.
0: You were you stupid motivated.
1: This, you just feel this crazy drive. And I mean, I still feel it, even though I'm lost. It's just you want to get things done and you <laughs> want to tackle things. And so that's the only thing I would say to describe it.
0: Because like the first week you were on Fenugreek, you blasted through your NASM course in like three days and then took your test, like passed your test. It's like the first week you were on Fenugreek. And I was like, bro, I'm getting that shit, man. And so I got on it Cause just because of that. I was like, ooh. But... just ran out yesterday
1: (laughs) you gotta reorder gotta keep it going
0: i know i know i got my brother on it he likes it he's enjoying it he just ran out as well he needs to re-up i got him on ashwagandha he loves ashwagandha like he swears that you can't get through adulthood stress life without (laughs) taking ashwagandha he's like because you know all that kind of stuff when it comes to like Yeah, I won't share that kind of stuff. But when you're dealing with breakup, whatnot, and you're, like, just angry or whatever, frustrated, you kind of just have to either find some sort of vice, whether it becomes, like, playing beachy games, watching a TV show, or just taking a vitamin to decrease your stress. You know what I mean? That's what he did. He just decided to take ashwagandha, and it's just, like, brought his stress down, like, incredible amount. So he can, like, handle his work and everything. But, yeah, I swear by it. You can't get through adulthood without ashwagandha. You can't make it. (laughs) Not this day I don't know.
1: I think you you can.
0: I don't know. With this day and age, man, they make things... But it's helpful. They're, like... The whole media, like, everything in the Western world is, like, completely annihilating the family unit and, like, destroying people's will to even work. So it's, like... The only way you're going to get through it is either, like, taking care of your health, like, a dramatic amount, or just picking up drugs, which is not optimal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the only two options. Yeah.
0: Well, I consider, yeah, I consider I like, video drugs. games a drug. Like, I can I consider a lot of things a drug. Alcohol's sure. a drug. You know, just because, like... If it becomes like an excessive thing, it's technically in my head like a drug. I
1: think you could say addiction or vices and it's a more inclusive word.
0: I should be better about the word so we don't get in trouble. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like me, I have a really abusive relationship with coffee. I abuse the shit out of coffee. I'm trying to lower it though. I'm trying to bring it down. I was at like 10 to 15 cups a day and now I'm down to like four or five cups a day. So it's not as abusive. I'm not letting coffee just like, just ruin me. I'm only letting it in a little bit, little sips, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I guess it's just picking your vices. I'm trying to think if, uh... I don't know, like vices. Like, what would make a vice okay? Because I guess, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's, uh, it's just, there's some that are better than others. Like
0: helpful vices versus like detrimental vices. Yeah. Like vices that help your productivity or the tasks at hand versus vices that pull you away from your productivity or pull you away from the thing you're trying to do.
1: I guess it's the it's the idea of uh, the greater evil is what I'm thinking of. The lesser of two. And a hundred. lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, the lesser evil. I don't. I don't know, because a lot of people don't like that idea. Because evil is evil. But at the same time, you know, I'm a. If you're you know drinking coffee or you're drinking, just say soda a lot or energy drinks a lot. I mean, I would say that's definitely better than alcohol or drugs. So I mean, gotta wait out. See, I would. But consider- then again, you know. What's that?
0: I would consider soda like a, an incredibly unhealthy drug just because of the high fructose corn syrup. Like, fuck that stuff.
1: Sure, but I mean, it's not like as in alcohol and drugs could yeah. change your behavior extremely. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Soda wouldn't necessarily change your behavior. Health-wise, absolutely. It has Ooh. its detrimental effects. But And then I'm thinking of, you know, what are my vices in my life? And I would say working out could be considered definitely a vice but is it bad? Like, and I guess we've already had this discussion. You know, if I if I can't give it up a day to do something, then it's definitely probably a problem. But I I don't know. Is it a vice? Is it a is I don't a know if you could it consider a,
0: a vice. Maybe habit? it depends yeah. because, like, I see a vice as well. Because, like, when I used to partake in, like, cannabis and whatnot, um, which I'm medical card holder, so technically, like, according to the doctor, it's like, yeah, whenever you feel whatever, use your cannabis or whatever, um, pain, whatever it is, which, like, when I was a regular medical user, legally, (laughs) I used all day, And it pulled me away from my productivity, like, so aggressive. Like, I just, like, oh, like, it was any reason whatsoever to, like, use. And it was just, like, this isn't helping. Because it would just, mentally, I just didn't want to do my things. And I'm, like, this isn't good. And, which we talked about this, like, you have to strategically replace vices. You can't just quit something cold turkey and not pick up another vice. Because your brain will fill that space. So if you try to quit smoking, like, a lot of times your brain will pick up something else. Whether it's, like, chips, like, snacking because that's a hand-to-mouth kind of thing, just moving, like, hand-to-mouth. So, like, with smoking, you're used to, like, putting something, like, in your mouth. So, it, like, you'd, some you a lot of people will pick up chips. Some people will pick up, like, nuts, just eating nuts. Um, but, like, the worst scenario is, like, picking up drinking. Like, people will just find reasons to drink because it gives them that, like, altered state of mind, kind of. And so, for me, I had to strategically... Switched out for coffee. So, like, now I'm just, like, constantly sipping coffee, which it was a problem when I started because I was at, like, 15 cups a day. And I'm like, holy crap, like, this is how many times a day I was, like, using cannabis. And I was like, this isn't good. So now I'm, like, trying to bring it down, down to, like, five cups a day, just to where I'm, like, just sipping a little bit of coffee throughout the day. But, I don't know, because, like, working out, do you do it, like, in between stuff? Could you... Is it like an in between kind of thing, or is it just like a set time, or is it like, oh, like you do your workout and then you're also back in your gym later in the day? Because if you're like back in when you're like for other reasons, then I, yeah, it would be considered a vice.
1: You're right. Yeah, it's not like I have the itching desire to go do it and then I have to go do it for a few minutes and then come back and and then like multiple times a day. No, it's like a set. It's a habit, I guess. I would describe it more. But what I'm what I'm saying, comparing it to vices, is, is it does give you chemically, you know, the the high, uh, high, yeah, and uh, it is, it can be addicting, yeah. So I don't know. In ways, it can be a vice, but in a lot of ways, it's not. I don't know. Like I, I think of working out. I've been thinking a lot of working out and uh. Emotions because I feel like everyone has all these emotions and stuff, and I've really been enjoying the focus of putting the emotions into the workout because uh, I've been learning. So what I've been doing with my workout routine and stuff, I'm trying to push my six rep max, you know, every week. And every day I'm trying a new six rep max and I'm trying to push it, you know, every day I'm trying to do one of those. So it's been an interesting experience of when I hit a wall and I can't push a new a new PR, I'm trying to experiment with different things to try to push that pr because i mean you got your physical limits but that's only part of the story you know you got your whole mental limits inside of it and so what i'm saying is uh when you get your head in the right space and you you even find an emotion behind it all to push that new pr it it actually helps significantly and it's an interesting experiment
0: That's why like breakup workouts are the best workouts. It's Cause there's so much emotion behind it. There's just this like up and down of like F that person. Like, oh, but I miss them, but F them. But like, it just like brings you up and down. And so you can just throw that into something. So, <clears throat> which makes sense.
1: Well, yeah, and you gotta be careful. I mean, and that's where it comes down to. And I think in motion in general, healthy emotions are controlled emotions, unhealthy emotions are uncontrolled emotions. And so if you're in the workout and you have a breakup, you have the option to either, you know, just let it control you take over you and you're going to absolutely destroy yourself in that gym either with injury and yada yada, but if it's if it's controlled and focused, you could use that to drive you to get push heavier weights and more sets and more reps and it's going to be really awesome. But And that's what I've been thinking of as I've been thinking a lot of emotion lately is just how you can control it. And it's like, it's like an energy. It's like a fuel. If you use it correctly, you could use it to drive you to deep, deep things and accomplish great, great things, whether it's in creativity or the gym, pushing physical limits. It's been a, it's been a fun thought to think about lately.
0: Because I've been watching your fitness clips. Um, to your, on your fitness page and whatnot, and I've noticed you have a little more aggression in your lifts. You have a little more, like, you can see it facial expression-wise, like, what you express is like this, like, it's this abrasive, like, aggression, it seems like. Whereas before, it was like this very, where now it seems like you're incorporating some sort of, like, really interesting aggression into it. I don't know what it stems from. Well, that's
1: what I've been saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been saying is I've been experimenting and every and all those clips I clip on my page. Those are my six rep maxes that I'm trying to push. That's what I'm clipping. Mm-hmm. and So which each with each of those I'm experimenting with different kind of mentality and uh, physical pushing. I mean, I mean, you got your physical side of it where you really got to You got to get pumped. You know, Mm -hmm. And so it it could either come from you literally smacking your muscles, you know, that you're going to be hitting, hitting yourself. You know, you've seen clips of gym guys and the gym bros. They'll smack the guy super hard, get him pumped up. And then there's a whole breathing aspect to it where you could start breathing really quick to get that adrenaline trying to pump. And then there's you grab the bar before you actually lift it and you kind of give it a shake and you get that feel for it. And so there's that whole physical side of it and then there's a whole mental side of it to see because you could drive i feel like in the workout you could pull from any any emotion really whether you've had a breakup and you have this deep sadness or this anger or this you know it could be like a motivation like oh yeah i want to get but yeah there's a whole intellectual side in the you gotta get in the mindset and experimenting with that it's funny because even when i'm not essentially gaining weight because i'm slacking on the bulk i'm still able to push a heavier weight because of the mental side that i'm experimenting with Mm -hmm. and so it's just it's been pretty fun to try to apply the mental side to a workout more so i've really been enjoying it
0: it's nice um because that's it's definitely something like whenever I work out, um, the majority of the time, there's this thought that I have, like all of the time when I'm working out. And it's, it's not like I like, I don't want to enjoy my workout. Like my goal is to suffer. Like I want to suffer when I work out. Um, and the idea behind it is like, if I suffer here, I will feel joy afterwards. Like, I want my suffering to be in the gym <clears throat> so it's not in my personal life. So it's not in, like, my relational life. So it's not anywhere else. And I, I like, I have this belief that nature maintains this balance. Is like joy and suffering, main, it just maintains this balance. There's not one that's greater than the other. The pendulum will swing back and forth. And it, it will always swing back and forth. And if you don't choose your... I have this theory that if you don't choose your suffering, life will choose your suffering for you. So if I choose to suffer here, then I will feel joy elsewhere, right? Whereas, like, if I don't put in the the work here and I just, like, enjoy my time, frolic about whatever, I'm going to suffer in another part of my life. And so, like, when it comes to the gym, it's like, all right, we're dipping down. We're going down into this, like, space of, like, pain, suffering. And so that when I come out of it, I can enjoy the rest of my day. I can be happy. And so, like, the clips of me working out, which I don't have a lot of, like you can see it in me. Like I am in pain, I'm suffering. I, I'm i like angry, I'm frustrated. I'm not like pursuing like a dark, dark feeling. It's more of just like, give me what I deserve kind of feeling. It's like this like reaching into me and like pulling out like you deserve this feeling. You deserve this suffering, this like, this workout. You deserve this weight. You deserve to be able to pull this weight up. You deserve to like handle this amount of weight um, it's more of like a deserving thing. It's like, you deserve this pain so that you can enjoy this like joy later. And yeah, I don't, it's just, it's definitely, I've seen it in your clips recently where like, you, I can see this abrasive, almost like suffering in the workout. And I'm like, that, that's where it's at. Cause those are where the best hypertrophic movements are is like, when you allow yourself to suffer in that workout and you're like, I want to feel this, I want to go into this. And get as deep and as like, painful as this can get. And your pumps are getting pretty slutty, man. <laughs> your pumps are getting rough. Like, they're good- looking good, though. Great.
1: No, I, I've been, yeah. It's been super good. Super fun. And I feel like, you know, just talking about this. Uh, especially in being working towards something, I feel like you have a responsibility, I guess, to stay consistent. Or in other words, you know, if you want to hit the gym, you got to hit that gym, whether, regardless of your feelings, you wake up, you know, happy, sad, depressed, yada, yada. You know, if you want to reach a goal, you have to keep at it. Mm -hmm. But, and I think just the whole side of it, you know, thinking of when you're saying, you know, the pendulum always swings and you never know, you know, you're going to wake up one day happy, one day sad. You never know what's going to happen. And so not only are you going to keep that consistency, but I feel like if you could use that emotion in that, then you could amplify that. And so I think that's been really cool. But there definitely is... Like you got to embrace the suffering because especially when training hypertrophy recently for me is is like your body does not want to suffer i mean and i know we talked about this on a podcast before and i saw something that was really interesting on why your body wants to give up you know your body has has defense mechanisms right and so you start pushing something hard and your body's like okay like let's give up you know let's let's conserve our energy we don't need to do this yeah but by putting yourself past that point, you're at, you're training your mind and you're training your body to do crazy things. And so, I mean, just recently, uh, trying to push, I think both my bench and my incline bench has been my two best lifts. Cause I've been able to stay really consistent with those. And cause my injuries are other places, but I've been hitting walls and, uh, I would be trying to push the next weight up for my six rep max and I'd hit like the five and it'd be pretty freaking hard to get up and I'm like, okay, I can't get six and I'll go. And, but the difference is when I say, you know what, regardless if I, if I could get that sixth rep or not, I'm going to go for it I'm going to try my hardest and that's a completely different ball game, you know, and I, I just did that and I pushed and I got it this week. And so by pushing yourself past those limits of your mind, you could really achieve great things because your mind is, it tells you, is it has those defense defense mechanisms. Like, I don't want it. you shouldn't do this, don't do this, like save your energy. Mm-hmm. We could use it for something else. But, you know, thinking about it, what are you going to use it for? You know, your mind's just being defense, you just got to push past it. You're not going to use it for anything else. Let's, let's use it for our muscle gain.
0: Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was asked, I think it was, I don't know, but it was this last week or the week before somebody asked me, they're like, why, why did you do the thousand pushups? Like, what's the point? Aren't you just overtraining? And I'm like, well, not really. And I was like, the number one reason me and Adam like did it was because number one, we wanted to see, we wanted to prove to ourselves that we could do it. Number one, like that was it. like, we want to remind ourselves that we can fucking do this. Number two, we want to push the thresholds on human suffering and find out if there's a point at which resistance surrenders. Like we wanna find out where resistance surrenders and if it surrenders. Cause that is one of the things that like we pursued in that. And I think especially when you're like lifting with emotion and putting your emotion into it, cause there are certain emotions that will stop you from lifting a lot of weight. Like, sadness and depression sometimes can be like, ugh, I can't, can't. Like, there'll be times sometimes in the gym where, you're like, you're getting a good lift in, and then you'll think about something you really shouldn't have thought about. And, like, your energy just drains from, like, your head to your heart down to your feet, and it's just, like, pulled straight out of you. And you're like, I don't even want to finish this lift, man. And, like, that's an emotion not that you just can't let in. And it's, sometimes it's hard to, like, get back into the zone of, like, ah, oh, pushing again. And so I think that there are realms of emotions that we need to be careful of treading when we're in the gym. Because, like, happiness and joy, like, that's a good one. Like, when you're listening to, like, the happy music, the, like, the EDM, the Elenium, and you're, like, pushing a good lift or, like, the two steps from hell, like, those kinds of music, you're like, yeah, like, I'm motivated. And then there's, like, the abrasive, like, anger emotion. Like, I deserve to suffer. Like, let's fight the devil today. Like, let's push it. And then... There are just emotions that you shouldn't allow in when you're, like, lifting, which is, like, that melancholy, like, sadness. Like, that doesn't belong there. It doesn't help, at least for me in my own experience. And off the top of my head, I can't really think of other ones besides, like, sadness that are, like, kind of a detriment to my lift.
1: Uh. I think it's the the mastery of emotions, though. Mm -hmm. Because I think... I mean emotions, and that's a, a, I think a big topic recently is, especially with masculinity and everything. You know the recent trends of topics and ideas. But as men, we're naturally—I don't want to show this emotion. Uh, but emotions are there for a reason. You know, they, if we just shun and hide and suppress emotions, it's—it's it's unhealthy because our emotions are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But. It's And I don't know if we talked about this before and you've said, you know, when it comes, you feel it and then you move on. And so I think when it comes to the gym, I think any emotion, my personal belief is any emotion can be useful, but obviously you have to tread carefully because I think some are not going to be based on where you're at, where's your head at and But in my head, like if you're feeling something, if something's going on in your life and there's emotions coming into your life, uh, I think you can... It's a hard topic to think about. It's like, I think you should use it and you should embrace it to a certain extent. And if you can put that into effect and good purpose, then definitely do so. But if not, and I think when you're talking about melancholy, I don't know. I don't know if uh, you can put that into a gym. I think you can. I think I've been there a few points. But I think it also depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't put it into the gym. And maybe your way of feeling that is maybe you need to go sit by yourself for a little bit and just feel that for a little bit and then move on. So maybe for some people it works, some people's it doesn't. Or at least applying it to a gym aspect but definitely suppressing that emotion is unhealthy i would say mm-hmm. feel that emotion let it come let it leave and then move on but uh, if you can use it for something productive then definitely do so i would say
0: yeah because after i said that i realized like melancholy is like a slow, but like sadness I can use in the gym. There have been times when like I felt deep sadness and I was able to use it. Um, I think the last time I did just a thousand reps in the gym, I told you like halfway through, like I was crying like at 500, like it got to a point where like I was like tearing up in the gym and I, cause I felt like I was going to give up and like that hurt me. I was like, no, I don't want to give up. Like I want to finish this. And that quote by, uh, Marcus Aurelius went through my head, and it was the one that was like, uh, "It is a shame for a man. It is a shame for the soul of a man to give up before his body does." And it just kept going through my head, and it was like, "It would be a shame to let my heart give up on myself before my body even gives up." Because I knew I had like more in me. It's like, Dana, you got more. And so it was like I kept thinking about that, and it's like, "Don't, don't let that, sh- let, like, don't let that hit you." And I remember doing tricep. No, just skull crushers at that time. And, like, I remember feeling, like, tears coming out of my eyes. And I'm like, I'm not going to let my spirit give up before my body does. And I felt this, like, intense sadness that, like, motivated me, that, like, pushed me further. It's like, no, I'm not going to let this happen. And so, but there have been times where, like, I've been super happy in the gym. Like, motivated, listening to my two steps from hell, you know, listening to my, like, Elenium, And then, like, I just get hit with this, like, memory or something. And it's like, ugh. like that shoulders everything just like you're like fuck and like everything just leaves and it's like that's the sadness at the wrong time and I this that quote or that story that you told me about the two wolves comes to mind it's like there's the wolf in the darkness and the wolf in the light in your mind and it's like which one survives right it's the one you feed and I think you got to be careful when you feed each one I think that both are going to live because we're always feeding, like, one or the other, depending on what we're doing. Like, if we're working out in this brace of anger, like, this frustration, this, like, rage, i got to be honest, like, we're kind of feeding the dark wolf a little bit. <laughs> like, you're working out in, like, a happy Olenium vibe, you're, you're feeding the light wolf. And, like, you're going to have both. But say you're in the light wolf, you're feeding the light wolf. And then you let that dark wolf bite you. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, ah. Oh. Let the shoulders like shrug, you let everything kind of out. You can't pull course, you can't reverse course and like feed the dark wolf now in the gym. Like you have to focus. Like you have to get back to that light wolf excitement. Change the song. Like maybe the song just wasn't right, you know, maybe it brought an unhappy memory. And I think whatever dominant emotion we're trying to feed in the moment of what we're working out. And something else kind of attacks us or tries to jump in we need to be able to like push it away and be like no I'm focused right now we're happy we're doing the thing we want to do so it's an interesting concept I agree
1: no I think I think it's a good analogy and now talking about it you know initially I was thinking if an emotion comes you got you got to feel it. you know you can't suppress it but I think that's different I'm looking for a certain word but I can't think of it but like putting it off for a little bit for letting it have its time later I think it's that's completely acceptable mm-hmm. because obviously if you're in a moment and you're feeling the moment and then something comes up and it's going to ruin the moment say no no we could talk later you know? mm-hmm. and I think your analogy of the wolves is a really good one like definitely there's a balance I feel like you both you have to feed both but it becomes harmful, maybe if you feed one too much, and it bites you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I could go either way with the the, you know, good wolf or the bad wolf, because you know the bad wolf obviously if it bites you, you're gonna. And in terms of emotions, you're gonna let those emotions control you. I mean, you're gonna be depressed. You're gonna self harm. You're gonna think of suicide. You, it's gonna go in a downward spiral if you let it bite you. And on you know, the wolf of the good side. I mean, I could think of some analogies on how that wolf could bite you. You know, I've seen people that uh, refuse to see bad things. They uh, they think everything's sunshine and rainbows and, you know, they, they put off the bad things. And I think they're letting the good wolf bite them. They're feeding it too much. And so I think there's, there's definitely a balance and you have to embrace it, you know, at least with, in terms of emotions. Emotions have a purpose, so feel them. Let let yourself feel them. You know, I will never forget when in terms of emotions, just talking about them. Uh, the time where I was super depressed. I was in a car late at night driving, listening to this, a sad song. Super depressed, and I'm just driving, and I I start crying and I start smiling. I'm like, and I, I can't I can't describe it, but just like the feeling of it's okay to be sad you know it is it's good to be sad sometimes um if you learn to understand those emotions and embrace those emotions uh, they have a good part and you could use them i know we talk a lot about working out because i feel like working out's like the best analogy ever you could apply anything to it but in terms of emotions i mean with my music Uh, I mean I know you're playing a lot with art you definitely could throw emotions into that stuff and I feel like you could put it into anything in terms of and looking at at its deep roots I think you could look at like Buddhism and uh, monks and stuff and do you think they suppress emotions no I think they feel them and they use those emotions for intelligence I would say is is there uh, an enlightenment and they're embracing them and understanding and so to be able to feed everything and understand everything and control your emotions, I think it's good, good things to, to learn how to do.
0: I think it comes down to allowing them to flow, but not let them take control completely over you. To be able to control them, allow them to flow like the wind or water, just allow them to pass by like a car. Like, if a car is going to pass by, you don't step in front of it and be like, stop. You just let it pass. And you're continually moving in the direction. I think that's one of the most important things with, like, meditation. Like, in meditation, you allow the emotion to come and move. You don't, like, it doesn't hit you, and then you sit in it for too long. You start unpacking in that emotion. Even if it's happiness, like, you don't unpack in that happiness. You just allow it to flow through You just observe them as they pass. It's like, okay, happiness is coming, nice, cool. Sadness hits, okay, that's fine. Like, depression, I understand you, I see why you're here. And you just allow them to flow until there's nothing. Because typically when you're meditating, when you're trying to meditate, you get blasted with a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings, and those are what are on the back end of a door that you're trying to open up. And so they're all just hitting you at once and you have to let them come through. Because on the other side of it is peace. It's not, if you try to resist all this shit, you're not going to get to peace. You have to let it flow through, because on the other side, they're done. They're dealt with. They're like, okay, we're done. All of these emotions that you've blocked, like, for the last week, month, year, ten years, like, you've got to get through them to get to the other side, which is peace. And it's just, like, the struggle of meditation is when we're unpacking in an, in, like, a specific emotion. Like, oh, that bill, or that, that like that chore that I have to do or like how the oil change or like you just things hit you. And then you start unpacking in the thing and like, I can't meditate. I have too much shit on my mind. It's like, you didn't let it pass. It hits you and then you unpacked in it. It's like you got to allow it to hit you and pass on. I think that's like one of the most important things for emotions in the gym is like, sometimes you are kind of unpacking in an emotion and letting it stay for that workout and I, I, there was some guy that said it, I can't remember where it was, it was I think it was, it was just this video I saw. It's, a lot of us will listen to like really abrasive and angry music in the gym, and then we carry that into the rest of our day. And that's not what is supposed to happen. Like You would leave it there. Like Let that shit pass. Like You can listen to that music, like you can listen to those things if you need to in the gym to give you a little bit of a push. But don't unpack in that for the rest of the day. Like, let those emotions flow through. Like, you felt it, good, move on. Because, like, sometimes we listen to some pretty rough stuff in the gym. <laughs> like, stuff that we shouldn't, you know, be carrying through the rest of our day. And I think it's important to let that pass. To, like, let that emotion hit you. Kind of like a meditation. Because I would argue that working out is meditating. In its own form. Like, it is a form of meditation. Of, like, feeling an emotion. Understanding the emotion and letting it pass. Like, I've worked through it. Let's move on. That's why I'd argue that working out is one of the best therapies that I've ever had in my entire life. Like, there's no better therapy. I always joke that the gym is my best therapist. Like, there's no better therapist than the gym. I'm going to therapy. Like, going to go see the preacher bar. Like, (laughs) going to go confess (laughs) my sins.
1: (laughs) No, that's right. Like, I think that's a good idea. It's just meditation is anything of learning to understand and express your emotions in a healthy way. And I think you could do that in several ways, you know, through actual meditation of being still and understanding and listening and feeling or yeah, obviously working out, you just understanding and feeling those emotions and letting them surpass even though you're physically doing something. I mean, your mind is in a different place. And I, yeah, like I said, with the creativity, I feel like is another form that you could definitely use that and meditate is just feel that and let it flow into something and and not in yourself. Don't let it dwell on yourself. Even the happiness, I would say, it's just, it comes, let it come, let it pass, it'll go and another emotion, let it come. But... Overall, I think by letting those emotions come,s in the in-between of all those emotions would be, would be peace. It's just because you have nothing to upset you or anger you. It's just understanding all of that. And then once anger passes, okay. And now I have peace. Happiness comes. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Now I have peace. So I think it's a good baseline. And I, I like that. That meditation is a good form of expressing your emotions
0: i love the gym <laughs> it's telling me more about life than a lot of things have in most of my books oh.
1: it's just i wish uh i use it all the time to compare and make analogies and metaphors but the problem is not everyone understands
0: <laughs> well it's the one thing we know most about i'd say sure in our own like respective realms of intelligence, like it's where we've spent the majority of our developing time. Like, that's where we've developed the most in. And for other peoples, it's in other things, like their their dance, their music, um, whatever it may be. I think We all have ways to get through hard times. And some of those ways I would consider addictions. Some of those routes that we can take, I would consider them addictions. And I would argue that those are the unhealthy ones. And then there are routes that we can take when getting through things that add value. Or just add value actually, yeah, just add value to ourselves. Um, and I think a lot of people especially now focus on routes that silence the mind that push those emotions on the other side of that door whether it be scrolling or Netflix or video games or whatever it is or pornography they put those emotions on the other side of the door and they choose a dopamine they're like I don't want to deal with these emotions I'm just going to choose pleasure right now and I think it's a good thing that we've chosen working out, which I'm incredibly grateful that we chose working out at such an early age. Like eighth grade is when we started lifting. Like not a lot of people could say that. Like, there's a lot of people that started like 25, 26, 30s. There's people that don't start till they're like 50 years old. So I'm incredibly grateful that you and I started in like eighth grade. We're like, this is just what we're going to do. Like, even though we don't know what the fuck we're doing, like, we're just going to do it. And so I do consider us incredibly lucky because we, we were conscious of this in a way, but we didn't fully know like how important it would be to us for the rest of our lives. We just knew it was important. Like, we're going to choose this. This is what we're going to do. And... By God's grace, it ended up becoming one of the best things we could have chosen, like, for our development, our our personal growth. Um, Because it did just add an incredible amount of value. Whereas, like, a lot of people our age at that time chose, you know, drugs or sex, pornography, whatever. And that was their, like, obsession consistently. And those are things that you do have to let go. Like, you do have to, like... You get into those things, you have to get out of those things. Whereas working out, it's like, get into it and stay in that shit. Like, stay in that shit. Don't get out. Like, stay in that. Because the growth... Because I can't argue that there's any growth in those other things. Like, drugs, alcohol, pornography. There's no growth. Like, there's no, like... There's nothing that you're providing value to yourself and others. So I'm I'm glad that we ended up choosing working out and fitness because I feel like, number one, we were incredibly lucky, not only fortunate that we chose it, but I think we were also very lucky that that was just our, like, that's what we really stumbled on. We got inspired and we chose that. And there was a lot of resistance. There was a shit ton of resistance, whether it was like my stepdad or friends or people that just kind of like laughed at us because we were doing push-ups and shit at school whatever (laughs) yeah there was a lot of resistance but we didn't care we're like yeah we want to look like lazar and (laughs) Dusan. like (laughs) yo jeez
1: no i'm just thinking because uh you know when it comes to having a struggle that comes in your life I think a lot of the times especially personally and even recently I'm experiencing it is something will pop up in your life and then it will push you away from the things that are good I mean all the all the habits you've been forming the healthy habits and stuff and you then something pops up and uh, it, it really tries to knock you down and so thinking about it is just I think the goal is try to establish your life in a way that when these things come up you embrace them and you could use them like thinking about you know how I always I always joke around you know and when I when I'm dating a girl I'm like break my heart I could use that in the gym you know and I joke around about it but at the same time like if you have that your life established in a way where when things pop up like that you could use those in your in your creativity in your you know business life or or whatever you apply that and you and you use it so it doesn't knock you off your horse but instead makes you go faster or go harder and uh i don't know that's just been hitting me the idea that's been hitting me it's just because things happen and they they just they they rock you but if you can actually, instead of them knocking you off, it just gives you harder. You know, I think of Job in the Bible, you know, is, uh, he was given everything wrong in his life, but it didn't, it didn't knock him. Instead, it gave him more meaning and more purpose. And I think that's uh, ideally uh, everyone's life could be established that way. But it's, it's hard because for sure, I think it's easy. Dopamine is instant access in our hands now. And obviously, it's easy when crap happens to, to put it aside. And I've even been thinking about this this last week when just watching a TV show recently. It's just, it takes you away from everything. It really, it, which is a cool aspect. I wouldn't say it's harmful every once in a while. But when it's constant and you're being taken away from reality, you know, and either it's, you know, video games or TV or social media or however you may see it, it it doesn't have you face your own life. I mean, you're just living in someone else's and you're, I don't know. It's interesting because everyone it's, and I'm guilty of it too. It's just, you're reverted to it to, to escape, escape your problems, escape uh, your trials.
0: Which is a hard one. If you think about it, because We think we have all this time. We think, like, we've got all the time in the world. When you look at it, people on average live, what, like, 80, 83 years on average? Like, granted, I'm convinced I'm going to live to 200. But that aside, there's a chance I only lived, like, 80, 90, right? I'm going to live as healthy as I possibly can so that I can extend that time frame. But... In the scheme of things like, I know that we choose these vices and these things because we don't feel in control of the things around us and the time flying by us. And so we try to escape. And inadvertently, we escape the actual time we do have control over. And then we feel like shit because we utilize this, this vice or things. To escape from the actual time we have left because we feel robbed in some way or some form or another especially like I observed this especially this last year um, with the dear friend passing it was like it's very easy to choose to escape the moment because you want to you want to choose something else that doesn't make you feel that thing and inadvertently like you're losing time with so many other things, so many other creations, all your friends, your family. And then you find yourself like a year later, like, oh shit, like I missed out on this, 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 and this, just because like, I wanted to escape whatever moment or whatever thing I was feeling with this vice, with this drug, with this whatever it may be. I think that it's incredibly important to find something to put those emotions into, like a jar kind of, like working out. It's not a jar in a way, it's more of just like, it's an art, it's a craft. It's something somewhere that you can put these things into. Because if you choose a vice, if you choose you know, a drug, if you choose to just scroll, it's like wasted emotion. Not necessarily wasted, it's just wasted time that you could have harnessed that emotion. Like, you could have harnessed that emotion, wrote it into something. Like, I could argue, when I look at the striations and the veins in my body, I'm like, yeah, that one was this heartbreak, and that one was, like, this death, and, like, that one was, like... I put it all into something. Like, I put it somewhere. Like, I got the stretch marks, like, right here on my, like, shoulders and chest, and I'm like, yeah, that was the first time we tried to do a thousand push-ups in 2012. Like, that New Year's of 2012, and I just, like stretched out my arms people are like what are those from i'm like I, me and my boy like when we first tried to do a thousand push-ups that's what happened and we got to put all of our emotions into a craft into something that we get to build for the rest of our life and like we started really young we started like incredibly fucking young and i think it's important to know what that craft is which we knew Like, like this is what we want to do. We want to look like this. And then we inadvertently used all of our breakups and emotions and things in that craft. And I know that a lot of people choose these vices and these other things to, like, hide those emotions. Or, like, to suppress those emotions and not utilize them and not have them. And that's where regret comes from. It's not facing those emotions and putting them somewhere. Because when you don't face them, you end up reverting to drugs or social media or mindless scrolling. You're just avoiding it. And then you have that regret. Like, I could have done this. I could have worked out. I could have, you know, painted. I could have danced. Could have made music. Could have whatever. And that's where, like, regret happens is that, like, missed opportunity of using that emotion that we were avoiding. I don't know. just a rant of a thought.
1: (laughs) No, I agree. And like, this goes back to my original thought is just how emotions are, they're like fuel. And so like something happens in your life, it's like, okay, I got I got this thing to fuel right now. It's like, what am I gonna use it for? And if I choose the route of instant gratification and dopamine, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna put that right there and not use it. And uh, I guess time, I guess uh, you could say the bottle has a small leak in it because time will slowly leak that and you'll never be able to use that. You know, they say time heals emotions. And while that is true, I feel like you can heal emotions. Like, take that, and I'm like, okay, now, what should I use this on? You know, it's, it's a powerful, powerful fuel, and I think you have the option to put that towards something, and that something can be great. And you look at, I think, any great person in life, and any great success you see, I think that was a person using an emotion towards something. Any great art piece, any great song, any great I mean, even Einstein's theories. I bet you there was crap happening in his life. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily crap. It could have been great things. But he had that fuel and he put it towards something and he he is he accomplished something. So I would argue every great accomplishment in life is someone using an emotion correctly. Productively.
0: Dude, it hit me, like, right as you were saying that. Emotion is the currency of creation.
1: I agree with that 100%.
0: Like, that's exactly what we're talking about, is emotion is the currency. Because when you you made it a physical object in your hand just now and, like, put it to your side, I, like, I saw a currency. Like, emotion is the currency to creation of whatever you're creating. And if you can use it, You get to create something. But if you don't use it, you're not creating anything. You're wasting your time. You put it away. You're like, I'm going to put it on the other side of this fucking door. And I don't want to look at it. It's like wasted currency. It's like a talent that's being wasted. You're putting in the ground. You're taking that emotion. You're putting it in the ground. And you're like, I'm not going to use this, God. I'm going to put it away. God's like, I gave you that heartbreak for a reason. That's a currency. To use my gift of creation. And you're wasting it. And that's what emotion is it's just a currency of creation it's like i'm gonna trade this emotion for this creation for this song that i want to build for this muscle that i want to build i'm going to take this currency of happiness and i'm going to trade it for this this emotion of whatever it's just a currency of creation that's so wild that just hit me right as you were talking about that
1: so maybe it's not you know i know recently i've been thinking of Creativity, as you know, it comes and it goes, and it. Although it does, at the same time, I feel like there's always an emotion inside of you. I feel like there's always there's one jar somewhere that you're gonna be like, okay, like this one's pretty full. Yeah. Let's let's spend this one today. Yeah. And I feel like maybe creativity is more accessible than we think it just comes to tapping into that and like first of all figuring out which one you want to use and then learning how to spend that mm-hmm. so maybe i mean i might have to try to dig especially you know comparing it to my working out and stuff but obviously with my music i definitely will have to play with that this week see if it's just a matter of tapping into that and using it Maybe because I feel like there's always there's always an emotion, always that currency to use, I feel. Yeah.
0: What if you wrote them down for your music? So for your music, you had a list of the currencies that you could use, whether it's depression, happiness, excitement, fear. And you just today I'm going to use this currency for this song. I would
1: argue be be more specific.
0: Okay. Like Because
1: I mean. Like a memory yeah like like okay like what am i feeling today like maybe it's something that happened a long time ago that's still nagging at me or maybe it's something that happened just recently like maybe crap's happening like work you know they're treating you like crap or uh, i don't know how to compare it to like someone just was mean to you or or maybe it's a healthy happy emotion i would compare it i would say yeah a certain memory and by maybe by actually Physically manifesting those by writing them down or something and say, okay, like this happened and it made me feel this way. And this happened made me feel this way. And maybe you're able to access those more by that. Yeah, you're able to see that
0: currency and be like, I'm going to transmute this memory. And by seeing it,
1: you access it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you're like, I'm going to transmute this into this creation. I'm not going to let this haunt me anymore and take me away from my working out, my whatever. Because, like, when we have those emotions, those memories, and those things that drag us down, we're like, I want... That's when we're most inclined to use advice. That's when we're most inclined to be like, I want to watch a show. I want to play a video game. Or I want to, like, you know, drink or whatever. And so we take that emotion and we stuff it somewhere. And we access instant dopamine. And it's that we're stuffing it in the ground. That's what we're doing, is we're hiding it in the ground. God's like, I've given you a currency. I've given you a talent. Please use it. And we're like, this is a heartbreaker. This is... This is an abuse or this is a whatever. And we're like, I'm going to put this in the ground. And God's like, I gave it to you to use, to create something, build, build something for somebody else. They can feel it. They can see it when you create it. Like you look at the majority of millennium songs and you're like, damn, like, ah, I felt that one. And I'm convinced that it's because he took something, an emotion, an experience. And he's like, I'm trading it for this song, for this song that I'm building, whether it be, I was afraid of the life after this and i created a song called afterlife whatever it may be there's a moment of fear or a moment of excitement or a memory that hurt him or something and he put it and he traded that for something greater that he was able to give c- 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 you got to be honest like these are all gifts like those songs he gifted that to the world that was a gift to the world of like here it is here's my creation it's yours listen to it everybody everywhere was like holy crap like that was beautiful i felt it i experienced it that was such an amazing gift like you hear these songs like i'm so grateful for this artist for making this fucking song man because you can feel the emotion put into it and i think that's the importance of creation is learning how to take that emotion as currency and trading it for whatever you're trying to create
1: i think it uh if you're gonna use it you know frequently i think it takes a great amount of uh self-realization and uh you know understanding and interpretation of those emotions because you know how many people you know actually sit down and think like this happened to me and this made me feel this way and then to not only that and do it maybe with a bunch of different things, but then actually pulling those and using those for something. I think it takes a great amount of like self-understanding and uh, understanding of everything, but it's definitely a cool idea. You know, one thing I'm thinking of trying this week is just take a bunch of sticky notes and every emotion or an event that's making me feel something, I'll write it on a sticky note and stick it on a wall or something and say, like, when it's time, I can use that, right? And when it's time for me to either work out or make a song or something, I'm going to look at my walls like, yeah, that one. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll maybe stick it right next to me as I'm doing that thing and I could be like. That's the one we're using. Grinding it out. And so I think that's what I'm going to try.
0: Dude, I'm going to try it too. I think that's a brilliant idea. She's like, I'm going to call upon this currency today. This piece of like emotion and put it in front of you. Like that's we're using today. That's the one we're spending today. Like you could have big ones too. Like you got a really big one. So you're like, I don't want to spend that one yet. I don't want to spend that one yet. <laughs> Save that for the good, yeah, for the good dude, Like, And then one day you're just super motivated and you look at it and you just know you're like, that's the one we're spending today and we're going to put it here. And you rip that off the wall. Because that's, that's basically what they are. They're just currency for creation. That's a good idea. It's a really good yeah. idea. I'm going to do that too, dude. <laughs> we'll, have
1: to, we'll have to test it out and follow up uh, next time.
0: Yeah, let's follow up next week on that one and see how we do it. So we're going to spend emotion as currency for creation this week. That's our, that's our like, to-do list. Is write out our currencies, our monies of, of emotion, of what we're going to spend. Choose the couple that we're going to spend and see what we make. See what we do with it, how we just experience wise, like whether it's a workout. I got a fucking crazy pump because I spent a specific currency of emotion. I I think this is a great idea. I think this will be fun. This will be a fun little experiment.
1: It's gonna be challenging. Mm -hmm. Because I I I really want to be able to understand. I think you want to understand that emotion specifically. You know, because I mean, you could think of oh, ain't happy, sad, right? But when it comes down to like i think there's deeper emotions and be able to understand those like loneliness and just like under other things i feel like so it'd be good it's gonna be good to explore real good
0: (laughs) i'm excited i'm excited to just create all my little stickies or my cards of whatever it is i think i'm gonna grab a tin and just use flashcards and write the experience and put them all in the tin and then be like when
1: when you're feeling frisky just like (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, this one today okay
0: <laughs> oh god, this little oh, wow. Let's let's spend, oh god that one? Alright, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I like that. No, that's exciting. That's intense. This'll be fun. This will be a good one.
1: yeah It's
0: a good little epiphany to exercise.
1: It's a cool idea.
0: I like that. I wholeheartedly believe that that emotion is the currency of creation. Like, that's the trade you're making. You take the experience behind that emotion. It's like, you, I could name any emotion, and you have an, a, a dominant experience that comes to mind. Be like, fuck. Or like, yeah, this one. Or maybe you have a, a slew of, a, of, like, memories that come to mind, and you can put them all on paper. And you're like, this one, this one, this one, this one. And like this one's a little bit of a happy fear this one's a more of like a a very depressing fear or whatever this one's like a longing fear and like this is the experience behind this one and you're able to take that I whole think, experience i
1: think it could be a challenge too because i think you if you want a challenge try taking one you don't think you could really apply to a certain thing and then applying and I think that could be fun Mm -hmm. like I don't know if that could actually make me get a good pump Mm -hmm. but I'm going to try it. and like trying to bring it in there and then actually learning how to uh, fully feel that and use that I think it could be a good challenge
0: this is going to be interesting
1: but yeah definitely associating the, the experience with the emotion is i think important and then understanding fully what that experience what exactly exact emotion came from that experience so you could not only think of that experience but then understand and feel that emotion completely and put it into whatever you're going to put it into
0: i like this i like this this is a good one this is going to be a fun week yeah oh dear i'm ready to get building bro (laughs) i'm like excited now i'm like fuck what are we gonna start with there's so many so much to use all right shit should we go over goals i have still haven't touched that damn our habit tracker
1: god i've been i've been bad too but I've been redoing a bunch, honestly, now, because I'm trying to revamp my whole
0: mm-hmm.
1: habits and routines and stuff.
0: Let's see. Yeah, so I, while need, you're pulling I need that, to edit guess, mine out so I can, it's more like centralized around what I'm actually doing.
1: Yeah, and that's that's another thing is just, you can't, you can't, I realize I've been jumping too hard. You can't jump too hard with goals. You just got to take, take steps. Mm-hmm. All right, so here, I'll go through mine. Okay. Uh, I got my physical. Uh, I'm continuing my hypertrophy training, and I changed my second goal in my physical to 3,000 clean calories. I'm going to really try to work towards that on maintaining the 3,000 calorie. A little surplus, but trying to make those as clean as I can and not dirty. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: intellectual, i keep my reading and my writing. And I, I just – to keep the mindset in, I put input next to reading and output next to writing just to – really makes sense out of that and then spiritual i want to do a spiritual study and then as an input and then prayers more prayers as an output and uh, one thing i've been thinking about is my study is in not just reading uh scriptures or you know uh religious text but actually seeking answers i want to focus on that so uh with the relationships I changed a little bit I put catching up with someone as one of my relationships goals as an in parentheses strengthening relationships because I feel like that's a good one every day I feel like I could catch up with someone see how they're doing you know some either an old friend or a current friend and just and then complimenting one person and I put in parentheses next to that creating new relationships I like that. I like that's a great one. And then obviously with my music, it's the same, but I just put in parentheses next to my music production study as my input and my music production is my output because I feel like definitely what helps is I think that mindset of I need to take something in to get something out. So I've been bad at goals too, but i revamped them and hopefully I can better now dude for I'm your
0: fitness k- your three thousand calories is your input and your hypertrophy training is your output
1: yeah i didn't think about that
0: i should it's realize that that's so cool i like the way you structured this that's actually really cool i'm gonna have to rewrite all mine because i like the way you structure that input output input output um i'm gonna have to do that as well um i definitely need yeah to... that's
1: one thing i've been thinking of is i think it's a good way to do goals Mm -hmm. is to to think of it as you know if you want to accomplish uh, or better yourself in a certain area think of an input and output and then
0: you're yeah that's interesting i like that yeah i'm gonna have to rewrite mine um just because like impact i've got three plus lives a day which i feel like i do every day like i'm i'm super social i'm talking to people and like cheering people on every day um, and then express gratitude to nature for 10 minutes a day. I really haven't been doing that. <clears throat> um, I need to get better at that. So I'll probably, I don't know, I'll need to structure these differently. Self-love, fitness, um, self-love. I had gratitude and creatine. I'm good on my creatine every day. Gratitude journal, um, after I did those thousand reps of gratitude journal, I haven't touched my gratitude journal. <laughs> oh, no. I know. I know it's not good. Um, I need to get back into writing in my gratitude journal every day. I've filled up a couple of them, which I, I feel really accomplished about. I'm like, yeah, like I've filled up a couple of notebooks. Uh, but that doesn't mean I should stop. Like, Gratitude is something I need to be doing every day. Fitness, 200 grams of protein, and then gym or active every day. I have been pretty active. I've been back in the gym, getting my pumps, just because I'm coming to Idaho to visit. And it's like, I can't look like a little bitch. <laughs> so, and then business, I got 10 minutes of website work, which I do every day. It is, it is like 10 minutes or sometimes a couple of hours. And then sometimes it's just all day I wake up and I'm going till four in the morning. So I'm consistent with that. Uh, net worth visualization I'm not doing. I need to get back on this shit. Intellectual reading and writing, I've been doing my reading, have not been doing my writing. So I need to get more consistent. I'm all iffy with this. I should probably restructure and rename a lot of this just because I really like the way you've done yours. Input, output, that's really smart. And that would help me focus a lot more because to know what my input is versus what like my output is because of that thing makes goals so much easier. It's like I'm gonna put this in, and then I'm gonna put out this. So, and it also helps with what we're doing. This whole like emotional currency trading.
1: I mean, with any of these inputs, you can say I'm gonna put that emotion into that. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, the outputs is yeah. So you could apply it to what we talked about, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna rewrite mine as input output because that I like that. Music, relationship spiritual, intellectual. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. I'm going to have to structure mine this today so I can see. Because I really like that. That's cool. And I want to focus on this whole emotional, this emotion trading for my creative works.
1: Play with it for sure.
0: This is going to be fun. This is going to be crazy. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I guess, what episode is this? Shoot. 17? 16 or 17? 17? I think
1: we're 17.
0: Holy crap. Alright, that concludes episode 17 of Two Minutes to Life. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one.